Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming at you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. We got a big ass house tonight, and a lot of people here. So yeah, so let's let's list them off. I'm your host tonight, sort of. Knock. We also have Liza. Hey there. <laughs> Charlie. Uh. <laughs> Bagel. Cause I'm mellow like Jalelo, cool like lemonade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Matt. Hey. Cindy. Hi. Megan. Hello. Uh, Emma. Hello, hello. Mike is here. Oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike. What, uh, a vertebrae or oh, a Mike. portion? Spinal. <laughs> Spinal. Oh, my God. Okay, we got Jim. Hey, hey, hey. And we got John back there, Mr. D. Why, oh, hello. We got Clay. Howdy. Isaac. I feel pretty. <laughs> we got Kat. Hello. And we have Doug. Who loves you and who do you love? Is that Doug? Barney? No, nobody. Barney. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. No, Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Running Man. I haven't. I, haven't. I was just trying to think. What that comes sounded next. like. Yeah. Ped- Don't have my ped- 80s movies. Pedophile. Kind of, uh, kind of no. Away this you guys TV. need to bone up on your 80s movies. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Knock. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, um, so lots to get into today, but I wanted to start first with um, yesterday, uh, Jim and his son Seamus and I went. Dirt biking. We were supposed <clears throat> to meet Megan there. I had a lot to do. I'm sorry. Someone sorry. didn't show. However, things and stuff. Y'all, it was crazy. It was the first day of no red sticker. At where Hollister? Hollister. Okay. So because each uh, different parks mm-hmm. are different. So we pull up thinking, uh, you know, it's summer. Everyone's going to be out here. Nobody. Nobody. We're it talking. We pulled up at eleven in the morning, and there was maybe three nah, trucks pretty, in the day use. It's pretty barren. It was like awesome. Nothing. It was surprising, though. What's we going on today? Like, was had there? the park to ourselves, <laughs> so it was really cool. So we took off and just went riding. I mean, we literally had the entire place because pretty much the majority of people were on some of the tracks, like the motocross track or stuff like that. Oh, I see. We even had fun and went up to the kids mini bike track and the rangers up there and they're like yeah go ahead whatever <laughs> and kind of ripped it up there but um i just wanted to share quickly the tale of jim almost dying it harkened back to cody webb at the airsberg when i said that that guy interviewed him and said are you doing okay there was a moment where Liza looks at me and she goes, how you doing? I said, not good. I'm going to puke. <laughs> that was right there for sure. Yeah. So awesome. you want to say what happened yeah, and so what anyway, the lesson learned was? Well, what was nice is uh, it wasn't crowded, so the three of us were just kind of jamming around wherever and doing some hill climbing that was really fun. And... Uh, so Liza, in her infinite wisdom, tells Seamus, hey, just go get lost. Just go for it. Just ride <laughs> off. You lead. Go wherever you we'll want. We'll follow. Yeah, let's just, just go do anywhere. something really dangerous. Yeah, just so speaking of which, we end up on a volunteer downhill trail. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, sideways on a downhill. So Shay goes down. He ends up eating it, you know, locking up everything, going sideways. So me, But me and Liza are already kind of committed. So we're all kind of down this volunteer thing. So we're all stopped, wow. which is never good, right? All stopped and sideways. Sounds like you got uh, voluntold. Down on a steep hill. <laughs> on yeah. a steep hill, yeah. In that crumbly, Single track. crumbly dry Hollister dirt, right? Yeah, you just can't get a grip. It's not even wide enough to turn your bike around. So Liza 
Liza has a, a Pakistan flashback and is like, no, leave me alone. I'm going to flip it over myself and go back up the hill, which she promptly did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said, yeah, I, th- I think the best way out of here for me, because we sent Seamus down the road. So does it, does it get steeper? Like what's going on down there? Because there was a drop like about another 50 yards down. It just kind of disappeared down. And he says, yeah, it's pretty steep. We, we have to go back up. So I'm, I'm were- the one at the back of the pack. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just turn my bike around. But I wanted to try and do it myself because it's good practice for something like a sheet iron or something, you know? Yeah. And the critical skill for that was the e-start, I will say. <laughs> e-start is nice when you're on a hillside. And, it t- and I will say, it took a lot of clutch and maneuvering and wheel slipping to, to finally get the bike turned around and get traction, get up the hill, <clears> which I thought Seamus might not be able to accomplish this. It takes a lot of... of clutch skill to do that yeah but we got the ttr 125 aiming uphill get it started let's go what's that noise the chain's off so we're aimed uphill so of course liza and i were both too lazy to actually verify his assessment of going downhill and one lesson never go uphill (laughs) it's always better going downhill (laughs) right i learned that lesson with doug oh so trying to drag your bike back up a hill oh yeah that was ridiculous. <laughs> so the beginning of the end was pushing the TTR back up about 50 yards, that oh, crumbly ass dry dirt when it's, what, 90 degrees? Boy, that sounds like fun. Maybe yeah. not 50 yards, maybe 50 feet. but Whatever. <laughs> it was, it was more, long. The more you go, the less that'll happen. I know. Yeah, so I, meanwhile, I take off, and I'm riding around the trails trying to find the bottom of this trail so I can get my assessment of what's going on. By the time I kind of loop around and I haven't found the bottom but I found a midway point and I come back and Jim and Seamus are almost to the top pushing this thing up and Jim is beat <laughs> yeah, and, and and he did not look well, so he gets that up. He leaves the bike with me and Seamus, and I tell Seamus how to get the chain on, which he does. Now Seamus and I are both on a path heading, you know, across the hillside. We're good. Jim has to go down to get the bike. He's not. He's not well. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, all right, the <laughs> clock's ticking at this point because you're exposed. Never buy a black motocross helmet unless you live like in Minnesota. <laughs> no, do you have a Do you have a, a hydro pack? No, gotta so, get one. No, there's yeah. some lessons learned on gotta this for sure. Because so, it wasn't really that hot. If you were moving, it wasn't bad. Yeah, but try but, wrestling a yeah. DR250 around for 20 You're still sweating in the sun. So I took off again around the hill and found another path that came back around underneath, and I finally found the bottom. And I'm looking up this, and it's it's kind of steep, but it has a nice run out. And I and so I start shouting up the hill, Jim. Jim, right. come down this way. You can do it. Now, in all fairness, there's no way Seamus could have done it on a bike with the chain off because he needed to have the the engine braking to get down that. Screw that. I would have sent his ass down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Father of the year. Warrior. He's going downhill next time. So Jim managed to get the bike moving and get it down the hill, and he just – I think he was in kind of – Autopilot. He just listened to my instructions, and he did it. He came down, and he just... I never listened to her instructions. <laughs> and he gave me that look like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, well, I knew it. I've worked outside and that kind of stuff for long enough to know when stuff's starting to go sideways. And, you know, you start feeling yeah. nauseous. You start having some of these signs. And, now, and I knew I, just, I needed to get moving. I needed some air moving across my body. And, and to get out of there the quickest way down, we still had to 
climb uh, descend the the twin hills hill climbs it i mean it wasn't a fast path out we still had to go back over those which we did and he was just like uh, you know i stopped to wait for him and seamus and he's like don't stop just keep going i have to get (laughs) off of this hill keep going (laughs) and i'm like i gotta wait for the kid yeah seamus wasn't in sight he couldn't keep up and jim was just in like despair and didn't you say despair? like I was not in despair? You please, said right? I have tunnel vision. <laughs> like, You're not my real son anyway. Well, I was you. waiting. You kept going ahead because he disappeared. I was like, "Where's the boy?" You're like, "I don't know, back there somewhere." So I was waiting because I knew there was you know sprocket issues going on. Then those two dudes rolled up. Hey, is that your? Is he with you? Yeah. Oh, he can't get going. So we're waiting for him. And then I look up and he appeared. For I don't know what happened, but um, yeah. So yeah, so we get down and we we get down down to the parking lot and I go and get him some water. But he's like, I could vomit and shit right now. It's totally <laughs> right. St- stand back, stand yeah. back. Well, we spent. I don't and he's know. just stripped. He's stripping down naked in the, I was like, in like the parking a, lot. Yeah, okay, lounging so like, on the picnic table. Did you sort out the chain issue? It was just, just it was just way loose. Okay, the wheels needed to... Are the rear wheels yeah, we tightened it up today, so okay. it was a, a five-minute thing had we been aware. Yeah. Obviously, check your bike before you go. How long were you guys out there? Sorry. What's that? How long were you guys out there? Uh, we were only at Hollister for three or four hours, oh, but wow. on the side of that hill, we were probably there for 45 minutes, to, oh, you know, just wrestling motorcycles yeah, that's not the good. whole time, just baking, you know? Because mm-hmm. a lot of it, you had your helmet on, because you're like, if I can get this... Because Shay went down, then I had the DR250 that yeah. was pointing up that I had to get pointing down. Yeah. But we're on this severe downhill. So, you know, the bike just wants to go downhill You're or flip over on time. you. Yeah. It was hot. My um, overflow tank from the coolant was hissing and gurgling and bubbling and boiling. And I just looked and I went, oh. I have a, no. I have coolant. <laughs> I thought it was that Foster Freeze fried burrito you I had. I should pay more attention. <laughs> but, you know, if I could bring up something, yeah. as as most everyone here knows, I wrench. That's my job. Yeah. But I'm also a commercial driver. Now, before you take a commercial vehicle out on the road, you do a pre-trip. Yeah. And you know. I gotta tell you, it's a good habit to get into with a bike. I check the chain, check the tires, check the levels. You know, I live dangerously. I know you do. (laughs) I do have one quick question I want to throw out there: is if you're going dirt biking for the day, and I know we'll probably get into this in more detail later, but besides a uh, you know a water bladder, what are the basic tools you got to bring? Jim, I'll get in with that. I'll get into that later. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and I also wanted to give honorable mention to Emma today, but maybe I'll let John do it. John? Hell yeah, this is I am going did to you, take Did this. you have a good day today, John? Oh, I had an amazing, <laughs> fantabulous, why, why, why fantastic day. Why would that be? Day. So... I'm sorry, can you say that again? I don't have why, headphones. Why would that be? Oh, that's because my Virago is running again. Yay! Yes. Well, it, it was running before, but it's actually moving and going further than a block. <laughs> and I can sit on it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. No, it's, a, it's a happy bike. Mm-hmm. So the, when I last heard it, it was firing out of four holes in the bike, two uh, carburetors and two exhaust pipes. So what <laughs> what was the the issue with that, and how did you fix it? Well, um, I thought it was the rings a while ago. So I had a bunch of oil in there and uh, that I put in the cylinders. And so it, it started turning over last week. So I started firing it up and then all of a sudden there's just oil smoke everywhere. And oh, can um, I cut in real quick? Yeah. That reminds me a public service announcement to everyone in this group. Um, 
John was uh, in the driveway, revving the engine, blowing all the smoke out <laughs> right into my neighbor's window. So as of today, we're no longer using that driveway out to that street that passes their house. I we're trying to do the, to be nice because uh, yeah. So wait, does that mean? And we also can't, say, we can't please mention that that, that, that was that last straw to, out of, of series thanks, of thanks stuff. Thanks to Jacqueline for sitting there. <laughs> and I feel bad though. Filling the alley with smoke, which all which smoked them out. They put up with a bunch of shit, so yeah. 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 Thanks, John. Thanks, yeah. John. All right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry about the economy too. Um, <laughs> so we, we we ran it out, and then uh, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll just go to, uh, 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 down the block and back. And then I was like, let's go smoke out some tourists. I'm like, fuck it, let's do that. <laughs> so we went around West Cliff, and you know, put some new clouds on the horizon. Yeah. Um, and then we came back, and then um, she figured out that um, it was the main jet and the pilot jet had been switched. Um, from the previous yeah, owner. They're usually so, like well, full you know, different I'm, sizes, though. Well, here's the deal. I was following this bike, and I couldn't figure it out because at low speed, it was just loading up like crazy. There was just too much fuel getting into it. But when John Rev did, it was popping back. It went lean. I'm like, what the hell? Hmm. So, you know, the carbs have got to come off. There's no getting around it. And one of the peculiarities of the real early Viragos is they use the same style of jet on the idle and the main jet. But obviously one's got a much larger hole than the other. And so we pull the carburetors down. I'm like, hang on a second. This isn't right. So we switched them back. And I thought it was going to start right up, and it didn't. Um, There's still a lot of gasoline in the oil pan of that bike. Hmm. Because the, it's just there was so much fuel going in at low speed, so um, we got it going and we got it running really, really well. Yeah. So, well, and then it caused another problem from all that backfiring. <clears throat> it blew out one of the vacuum tube um, plugs. Covers, yeah. The plug, and it just popped right, the top it of it. Right, because fire coming out of the carburetor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the last mm-hmm. I saw it. But that was after you switched the jets back. So yeah, what happened, there's, there's what just happened after that? There's so there was so <clears throat> much fuel in the pan of that bike, um, and we got some of it out. It's going to need a final oil change, but it is running so well right mm. now. Um, and yeah, bikes need oil in the pan. Right, you know, if right. you put gas in there, usually it ends badly. So you think that's, also, why that's where you put the firing yeah. explosions yeah, out the carburetor? Well, that's, that's the explosions. And it was running lean, it was running fat, and we just. And Excuse me. Thank you, Emma, for persisting on this. No, yeah. I. You know, that was a heck of a demon chase. Sure. And for John, sure. didn't you have an emotional moment today? Mm-hmm. Um, Did it bring you to tears? I think I saw a tear in his eye. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think. <laughs> For sure. Nice. Well, I will say John has put a lot of time into that motorcycle. A lot of emotion, a lot of effort has gone into that bike. Yeah. So Every to, Sunday, whether I've been like, well, you know, yeah. And I was homeless for a month. I was like, we were doesn't ready matter. to buy you a bike. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you've been pouring over this bike for the last, I don't know, six months. And mm. I got to say, now it's running well. It is a ve- it's a nice bike. It rides smoothly. It does everything a Virago should. It yep. does nothing a Virago shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a real nice ride for so you, John. Now it's, yeah, now it's, all, it's all cherry, and you have the title. It, it, it's all yep, cherry, but now. it needs that needs final, oil oil, change, yeah. final oil change and mm-hmm. filter, and he's down the road. Yeah, just a little plug. Put a plug in there, and I'm happy. Congratulations, Holmes. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Is great. So, um, so all right. So Megan, 
and Cindy and Matt are here to talk about something they did a couple weeks ago. We did a lot and of stuff. I just want to say, like, we had set a goal for our bunch of us <laughs> in the garage to do an iron butt this year, which we're on the path to do. Mm-hmm. I would like to set a similar goal for us to, for some of us next year, to do the sheet iron 300, which y'all did. So, can one of you tell us what the sheet iron 300 yeah. is? The sheet iron 300, I think this was the 24th annual. So, they've been doing it for a while. It's a 300 mile, 300 something mile dual sport ride that starts in Stony Ford. It goes on Saturday, Stony Ford to Fort Bragg. You spend the night in Fort Bragg and then Fort Bragg to Stony Ford back. Um, You go through a couple of different national forests. You go through a couple of different dirt parks. I think I remember there was Mendocino Forest. I wrote it down. It was uh, Mendocino National Forest, Upper Lake, Penny Pines, Middle Creek, Stony Ford, um, Cow Mountain, uh, Ukiah area. We covered everything just a, in just the mountains a, a, around the clear lake area it's just yeah we went gorgeous and you know wonderful terrain and it's always the weekend before memorial day and they set they mm-hmm. cap it at about 500 riders so you have to be on top of your shit knock um i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not on, i'm under my shit i was under it not on you top have to of be on top of your shit as far as like registering Etc. Yeah. And we should, um, they, they of course, being the uh, the Oakland Motorcycle mm-hmm. Club. And Oakland Motorcycle on. Club yeah. puts it on. They're a very, very old motorcycle club. I think they've been around for 100 plus years. It's very well organized. The other cool thing about this ride is that not all of it is national parks or dirt bike stuff. Some of it is on private prop- property, so they have a really good relationship with all of the people um, whose property we're on and everything. So it's a great ride, um, no, and it, we did it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a true dual sport ride. Yes. Where you're, doing, you're doing dirt park terrain. Mm-hmm. They, they have easy splits. They have hard splits. You can you can choose. And expert splits. And then and they expert. even had some expert snow splits this yes. year. Yeah. Um, so... But, uh, and then you just spend some time on roads. You just have some yeah. wonderful mountain roads. You're just doing some mm-hmm. sweepers back and mm-hmm. forth. And then you just take a left and you're on a dirt road. Yeah. A lot of fire roads. Yes, a lot of fire roads. So, and, and Matt, you don't have that much experience no, no, on no. this kind of stuff. How did they even talk you into this? Oh, it, it wasn't very hard. I'd, I've been hearing about the sheet <laughs> iron since about when we, since I started going out with Cindy. And mm-hmm. you, know, you hear about this 300 mile, two day ride mm-hmm. up in, you know, gorgeous Northern California. Um, and I just thought, okay, I've got to get a dual sport, learn how to ride, and, you know, do it. Do you guys want to say what bikes you were riding? Yeah. yeah. I was on a CRF 230. I was on a DRZ 400. I was on a KLR 650. Oh, shit. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And that's uh, and there was a lot of preparation getting those bikes yes. ready. Yes. How did the 650 handle? It was all right, or? Uh, it was probably a little bigger than I uh, than I was ready to handle. I mean, sure. it, it was it was doable. I was just, you know, taking it easy. There were a couple mm-hmm. slides when I was getting a little iffy, but, yeah. you know, it was, it was manageable. Right on. Uh, so, how many people were on this ride? 500. And they cap it at 500. Did you say the process to get into this? It's, is, a big, it's kind of a big it's, deal. It is. You have to, they sell out really fast. You have to be there on April 1st the second they open the doors for registration because it will sell out within a couple of hours. So you have to be there in person? You can mail it in, Uh whether it gets there in time. I don't know. We had a friend, TJ. We gave all of our registration information to TJ. He hand-delivered it to Oakland Motorcycle Club at 7 in the morning on April 1st. There was a group of us, probably 15 or so Mm -hmm. of us, that he walked in at 9, I guess it was was 7 Mm o'clock in the morning. We still got, um, I think I was number... 314. I was 220. Two, 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 we, so we were in like, the 200s, wow. and it was, we were that on top yeah. of it. Yeah. So right. is this is this a race? No. 
you could it's no. not supposed to be a, be a race, race. <laughs> yes racing will always probably happen, happen. <laughs> so okay so how, how do y'all line up like a race or how's this work um you stay the night in stony ford on friday night and then it's you leave the next day some people leave at five in the morning some oh, people so like, like our friend. No, some people like our friend CJ get really, really drunk the night beforehand <laughs> and can't leave until like eleven o'clock the next day. That's oh, awesome. um, well, what kind it's of just, a racist? It's just a. It's a really wait. Wonderful is this community. not a race in the way that we call the things we do? Not a race. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. basically. Yeah. Though it is three hundred miles, so really just kind of want to survive and make yeah. it to the end. Yeah, yeah. So, that's kind but, of a thing. Yeah, you sh- you show up the, the Friday night before. So some people check in, they do their tech inspection, they do mm-hmm. everything the night before, so they can just leave whenever they can. Or they drink. Otherwise, you need to do it the next morning, and that kind of slows you down. But it's just, you know, Friday night, everyone's camping, hanging out, having a great time, and then you just kind of ride off with your friends whenever. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to take with you? Well, uh, Camelback, because yes. it... it it can be anywhere from like freezing cold, which it was on Saturday, to boiling ass hot. Mm-hmm. Um, my prep involved making sure my bike itself was all together, but I brought tire irons. I brought a full toolkit with wrenches, sockets, etc. We brought you brought that um, what was it? The air compressor yeah. thing. Yeah, for I, specialized, I, a, a which pump, is nice. A pump with uh, with some CO two, which um, was mm-hmm. I got to say, is just wonderful. Yeah, that saved our butt. Um, I brought a med kit. Mm-hmm. I brought snacks during so, the day. So you guys went intending to just ride together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So together we kind of you know planned for you know somebody to have something. So we didn't mm-hmm. all bring tire irons. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So who was the first to have the something? Like the the something that needed the tire irons. Cindy, <laughs> that would have been my <laughs> We we were the first day started off fine. We kind of had some problems reading the. They have roll charts that you have to do. Oh, you it need says, a roll chart hold. Yeah, yeah, that says you know at you set your odometer to zero and at 0.6 miles you turn left. It doesn't necessarily what the, say what the road name is, but at 0.6 miles you turn left. So if you miss that, you fuck yourself up for the rest because. Yeah. You have to go back it's an and actual it fucks enduro, your right? odometer yeah. up. And mine was a sh- cheap Chinese bicycle odometer. Cindy had just gone from a 17 to a 21. And I think Matt's was uh, <laughs> I, I, I just... accurate. So all of us on our odometers said different things. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, we kind of got screwed up a little bit yeah. doing that. Um <laughs> The first few, I think once we kind of like figured out why it, yeah. things were not where we expected them to. And then <laughs> I also definitely started looking for um, tire tracks yes. <laughs> to yeah. follow. Yeah. yeah. This would be a good reason to leave early in the morning, I think, just so that if you get held up by something, there are people still passing you. You can follow yes. and find out where the turns are. Yeah. Trying to figure it out late in the day is not right Always exactly we, d- we did end up on one of the hard splits i uh-huh. think because we, we were following tire tracks but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. it wasn't bad no. it wasn't bad and towards the end of the day we started collecting people that were having a hard time with mm-hmm. the roll charts and we had figured it out by then so. yeah <laughs> um but we did this really kind of steep gnarly rocky downhill section mm-hmm. that was a really narrow trail and it was adventure bike graveyard like yeah. every couple feet there was a big fucking bike well, okay so like in the middle of the trail you're saying that there are two splits there's an easy split there's three there's three splits Mm -hmm. there are three okay easy hard and expert okay okay yeah 
Well, they had like a sometimes. I, I think they actually had more than that because on the way back they had like a bailout. So I mm-hmm. guess if you drink too much yeah. Saturday night, you could just take freeway back. Yeah, yeah the street That's iron. Super <laughs> street <laughs> iron. <laughs> or the cheat iron. What split were you guys on in that? Sounds like my kind of event. That the downhill was like an easy hard combo. That, that was, split. It was a combination, okay. and you can it was take easy until it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. It that would easy. depend on the bike that you yeah. took, and and right. there wasn't any. There's no real specification on what type of bike you have to take. Right. So there were people on like um, KTM 900s and that yeah. big like GS, right. you know, big bikes, and that part was really frustrating because you couldn't. There wasn't necessarily enough room to really get around these people, and so you'd sit and wait for a little while, and then yeah. try to pick up their bike a couple times, and then you'd get off your bike, help them pick up, and then scooch <laughs> around them yeah. before they crashed again. So like, what's mm. what's the most common bike that was out there? I'd say KTM's. KTM. KTM. There yeah. were a million like KTMs. KTM yeah. Which KTM yeah. though? All of them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the orange one. Yeah. The orange one. <laughs> the orange there were a lot. There were mostly 400s yeah. and I think 525s. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of four. Yeah. There was this one guy rolled up and he was like, "Have you seen the guy that's on the orange KTM?" And we were like, "Seriously, dude?" Yeah. <laughs> like, no. No, seriously. Like when we were when we were camping mm-hmm. the or um, when we were at the hotel the the first night, mm-hmm. y- if you looked at the parking lot for this hotel, it was orange, 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 red, orange, orange, mm-hmm. orange, blue, orange, yeah. orange. It was just all, all these KTM. bikes. Yeah. So what was the wow. most inappropriate bike you saw there? Um, super duke uh, there, there was there? a super duke there that had <laughs> supermoto i saw i found the build thread on barf about this guy that like yeah. built this super duke and he brought it on the ride there were also what were those little 50s there that were awesome. there were like little trail fi- trail 50s liza that were plated <laughs> oh, and there awesome. were three guys what? on these like little Wait, like honda 50s they're doing 300 miles yes that's awesome nice. yes that, and they uh, yes they did that's okay yeah. that so KTM? no no scooters that was uh no, oh, we didn't see any scooters you have dreads next year yes he <laughs> was broken down the last that bit guy that's, yeah uh, it's uh, Dennis. Yeah, he was broken oh, down. Right. It looked like on the side of the road. Yeah, the last, he uh, like, hit a miles. root or something and totally bent the wheel. Yeah, and had to use like sticks and stuff to, to fix <laughs> sticks it. and stones. Yeah. I can respect so, that. That's pretty. Awesome. Like you had these different bikes. What was the tech uh, guidelines for there? What did they um, want you to sound, have? Sound the sound check, yeah. making sure that they had a spark arrestor. Okay. Um, and then that it and, looked and legal and I, plate. I think yeah. those okay. were the two big things. Yeah, I, there were definitely bikes out there that probably were not street legal but yeah. they look street legal sure um but i think probably sound was a big one because we were going through a lot of private land mm-hmm. uh, spark arresters because forest fires never make anyone popular sure mm-hmm. um and um i think they probably didn't want to have to you know either save anybody from jail or pick anybody's mm-hmm. butt off so as long as you looked like you were going to make it then you yeah. Could, yeah you could go yeah cool pretty straightforward i guess probably the main reason i didn't do it this year i know the xr is too loud i didn't want to like you know tune it down and then rejet it and go get it tested and everything so dude we need to do it next year yeah yeah, yeah I, think, totally. I think you guys seriously, should, everybody should definitely was, do it so i'm yeah. curious it what, what's incredible. the bike for that event like what do you what what's I, the he, everyone was on ktms but they honestly were, i my bike did really well mm-hmm. light yeah. Yeah. bike like, yeah. it, would, it was light, yeah. light I, every t- i only crashed a couple of times but did it, your butt have the same opinion my, i'm gonna need a seat concept seat <laughs> next year my, my ass really really hurt at the end of that but my bike did great i didn't think it would i was like oh i'm on this little tiny 230 and it just <laughs> but it kicked ass my, i don't have any problems my bike was, oh, sorry, was you know heavy but my ass mm-hmm. felt great but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome yeah i think my bike was actually the
the tallest one, which is kind of ironic because <laughs> I was the shortest rider there. Were you on the you were on the DRZ? I was yeah. on the DRZ, but we couldn't find. Um, I think I had a 17 inch on the back, mm-hmm. and we were trying to find a 17 inch for the front, and because just you got the couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then find a tire. We had the 21 inch, and then I also have the freeway tank for the bike Mm -hmm. so it was kind of sketchy sometimes for me i just wasn't used to it being that top heavy and it being that um that tall oh that's that big clark tank that yeah that we traded right it my my riding definitely was affected by how much gasoline i had that's kind of why i wanted to give it up (laughs) it was just too much five gallons it's like I don't know, 40 that, pounds or so yeah, that is, that is a lot of weight up high yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we were we were concerned about gas at first when we, yeah, when we first we set out my bike wouldn't be fine but i i also that was the other thing i carried jim on these long distances i mm-hmm. carried two little like msr msr fuel tanks mm-hmm. i put them in my bag oh, really? and i used those i, I would use those so regularly like a quart but I, total or i never ran out of gas how the often were the like rest drops where you could get more gas, gas up you, they say like they that. say that you should have a bike that can make 100 miles <laughs> but realistically i think it was 50 between or between 75. 50 and 75 and, 75, and, yeah. and yeah. honestly like you know we had a siphon hose just in case and I, i'm pretty we never sure used if it. you had we a, never you're gonna steal it from people's lawnmowers or something you're right through backyards and you know the gasoline wars were the rest stops like were they like just gas stations or was it like yeah, it was places set up for there it were or? gas stations and like little shops and such yeah. you did go through towns yeah, through yeah. part of it so they would you'd stop accordingly yeah no, there, was, there was nothing that was set up by the event to, to stop like a you know like a lean tour or right. up easy up but you just stop off at gas stations every now and then mm-hmm. right. okay so what percentage is street and what percentage is dirt um i'd say probably <laughs> 75 25 yeah 75 tw- tw- dirt 75 street yeah. that's really? awesome yeah yeah how long did it take you to guys uh, for you guys to complete one leg or one way and the other way? Well, it was it was kind of interesting because each day we had our own adventures that kind of <laughs> took us a little bit so, longer. Yeah, the the first day was fine, uh, and up until Cindy popped her tube. My um, and so we pulled over on the side of the road and well we were starting to go and this guy was like wait 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 stop your tube's flat and we were like ah shit which totally made sense because the bike had not been turning properly for like <laughs> the last couple miles imagine that <laughs> and we all kind of looked at each other and Cindy was like I don't know how to do this and Matt was like I've seen a YouTube video and I was like I've done it I think once or twice <laughs> and I had the tube and the spoons and this old guy on a KTM came by and he helped us out a bit but we com- successfully did a yeah. roadside yeah. tube repair it was, it was yeah. a problem we yeah. just, we just we propped up the bike and you know it was just... kind of empowering actually yeah. i'm a lot less scared now for it yeah. to happen again <laughs> yeah. i still haven't done it but mm-hmm. you know i, I feel like I'm a step closer than a youtube video <laughs> you've seen it done from really close yeah. that's now. true at least it's you're true. around people who know how to do it yeah <laughs> so that was one of the things that we ran into the first day and when we were putting the tube back in we had like this little air canister and the bead didn't quite set on the mm. tube and so we we're kind of sketched out we were but then it started to rain you didn't bring the aquanet started to hail (laughs) and the wind picked up and the fog came in and we were on these ridges freezing our asses off and we got to this section and it was like to turn right you can keep doing the sheet iron to turn left would take you down into penny pines area and then you take this road down into ukiah basically and we all kind of looked at each other and we're like 
it was miserable. It was miserable. It was like seriously miserable. And we were, and well, because a lot of it was like red clay, and yeah. so like I literally could tow the side, like one side of the bike, mm-hmm. and I'm just sort of sliding down these like red clay, like steep down hills, and it was like we I could do see. it. But yeah. honestly, when you can't feel your hands, and it's just like you're not used to something the that big, it just wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it, fun. It wasn't it was, fun. It gets dangerous. Yeah. It was ridiculously cold after. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in the back of our heads too was the bead didn't set. Yeah. Is the tube going to? Is the tube going to get pinched? Is something like that? We would much rather. But if you do get broken very, down on the side of the road than in the middle of fucking nowhere when yeah. it's raining and in the back of the pack. Maybe like yeah. when you guys are prepared in a few more years after doing it a few times, you just keep going, you know. But I mean, for for really, you guys just went to enjoy but it and exactly, finish yes. it. it. And at that cold. point, you yeah. don't want to like cold. Yeah. It was think cold. about it next yeah. year and be like, oh, fuck it. Because remember so that we, like, one time. You know? it was we got so to the top and we were like, let's just. Do this. We had like 71 miles left of street riding to get to to Fort Bragg. Let's yeah. just fucking do it. And it was funny because you guys looked at me and you were like, "You're on the smallest bike. We'll let you lead, so we don't leave you behind." And I <laughs> <just> took <laughs> off. She took off. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was a lot faster than yeah. <laughs> um, And then we got down. We gave some people some directions. We rode with some people. We got hot toddies, which was probably like the best part. Of that was the best part of the day. We stopped for lunch at a little bar and. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Sounds like you guys made the right call. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, it was good. just it was dumping rain on us by yeah. the ra- by the ride home, and we were we, we were in literally you know motocross gear. We yeah, were, we, we weren't even in dual sport enduro gear. Yeah, so, oh, so well, yeah, okay. So we were I, on I the freeway with the rain coming down and covering your nose because the rain felt like needles with yeah. your exposed nose. So much. Yeah, so, my so. face was red like the entire place that was exposed. And it wasn't from the cold; it was from the rain the just rain. hitting my I mean, face. And to be fair, they did tell us you know bring rain gear just in case, and we're like, yeah, what are the odds it's going to rain that hard for that <laughs> long? It's going to rain. No more snow. Antonio so. did this too, right? But he yeah, he did, to... he did all the expert yeah. splits and yeah. shit yeah. like they, that. So, they came in with garbage bags on. Yeah. <laughs> they actually came in after us because yeah. they had a late start what, yeah. with CJ's drinking the but night nice. before. <laughs> so but, was it lonely at the front of the pack? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so in, um, no, with 500 people, were you running oh, people a lot? Yes. Yeah, yeah you could not, couldn't not see people. Mm-hmm. Um, we like like Cindy said, we picked up a couple of stragglers that couldn't figure out their um, the roll charts. their roll charts, and there were motorcyclists the whole way. Um, yeah. And you you could tell you're in the sheet iron. Hey, how's it going? Um, and the city, the people would know too. Like they yeah. would ask us if we were with the sheet iron. Yeah. But uh, you know, you'd, you'd come to a, a, a spot where you know you need to change out your roll chart, or there's mm-hmm. a big a big break, and so there'd just be a big pack of people. Oh, you yeah. had multiple roll charts because we had five total. Yeah. Three oh, on the first day, yeah. two on the second. So you know, okay. you, you pull up yeah. and just you know everyone's just chatting, hanging out. Yeah. having like a little snack so it's a it's a very it's a very good yeah, you're, communal you're with you know, people the whole yeah. time cool that um, everyone's really awesome you we should know, totally the, do it the whole roll chart the whole roll chart thing that is so old school it's yep. so dude it's super cool I thought it was awesome it was awesome up until my odometer broke it was awesome. <laughs> well, you know back in the museum we've got this 1971 Boltaco and it's got the original roll chart on the handlebar comes from the factory <laughs> no but it was added on in 71 right. and right next to it is this vaglia speedo 
<laughs> which is so inaccurate. It's like 50% inaccurate. <laughs> so like, How the hell does this work? Turn left in 0.65 miles. Okay, well, you yeah. do the math Speedo while you're riding. saying yeah, you 0.5. I don't know. You know, it's amazing that more people didn't get lost. I mean, yeah. Generally now, speedos are pretty accurate, as you found there out on the car. Yeah. Oh, we, we stopped at one point, and I was like, mine says 10.6, and Cindy was like, mine says 6.4. <laughs> I was like, mine says 8.2. So, so yeah, after a little while, we, we kind of learned to average those numbers, and we, we figured out. But um, I'd, I'd adjust mine just mm-hmm. as we turned as well. Mm-hmm. So if it said 3.2, okay, let's move it to 3.2. Mm-hmm. That's where hey, we are. Next time, there's a GPS app for your phone. Uh, <laughs> we had a GPS. Yeah, I actually, I, I was, I had a Garmin running on the on the other side of my handlebars, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to compare the two. And I found out that the roll chart after you get used to it was a lot better mm-hmm. because wow. it just wasn't bright enough when you're in bright sunlight. And yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just not used to it. But yeah. I, I found I was relying more on the roll chart. But yeah, we ended the second day on not the best note. We came down with the last 20 miles of Highway 20, and one of the participants in the sheet iron had been killed on the ride. Um, I heard about this. And yeah. she, yeah. it was a woman, and she was hit by a drunk driver. At that point, it was yeah. a street ride yeah. into Fort Bragg. So we ended Saturday on not the most positive mm-hmm. note. We were pretty cold and miserable, and miserable and cold, and it just got into Fort Bragg, and all we wanted to do was take a shower and get warm. Do you yeah. think that's going to affect the race, like, for the future? The yeah, ride. I I don't know. It no, was the, the, you know the death. It was a drunk driver at like three thirty four in the afternoon. Like yeah. I, I don't see. I mean, I I hope I I think it'd be nice in in some way if they like memorialize her in some way or just at least mention it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't see why something that you know had nothing to do with you know the organization or I mean, anything like, like insurance that. and stuff like that. You know, for the at that point like it's accident. a street road. At, at that point yeah. it's a highway yeah. and yeah, it's, it's on the road. It's on the road. It's not like. Anyone could have been riding there. And yeah. she was riding a legal bike and doing all the right things. There was I'm just, just playing, playing well, devil's I mean, advocate. Yeah. No, I, I'd imagine the waiver everything. says something death and liability. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something it like totally that. does. And you're not shit culpable for mm-hmm. it. But. Say something about hot toddies. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> they so, should, though. Are, are you all going to do it next year for sure? So, if you had asked me on Saturday, I would have said, fuck no. But um, <laughs> Sunday made up for it. Sunday yeah. was really awesome. It was, oh, and it was probably a good thing that like it ended at a different location mm-hmm. that we had to ride back. Yeah. <laughs> because Saturday. It was pretty miserable. And Megan, yeah. there was a lesson that you learned too, right? There was a lesson that I learned. Don't pee in poison oak. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I learned got that. The, that itchy butt, I though. I got that itchy butt. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Sunday least... Sunday really made up for it. It was beautiful. We went all through like nice Nice area mm-hmm. and like Upper Lake area, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, there were a couple it's, Native American reservations we went through and it was just, mm-hmm. you know, gorgeous terrain there, mm-hmm. you know. All right, so who it's here... It's gonna suck before it gets cooler, you know? Who here wants awesome. to try this next year? I'm oh, doing it. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to try, try this year. I see Jim. I'm in with two hands. I was trying to convince people here to go. Maybe you, I'll are you gonna take this. your 650s? Yeah, I'm gonna put some TKC yeah. 80s on and roll. I, got, I, I still got the, yeah. the the dirt tire or the dirt wheels. So, so I don't yeah. think I would take my 650. I think that would be too big for me. If I were to go on it, I'd probably try to find a 250 or a 300. I, I think maybe I'll do it on a scooter next year. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, since you guys did it, would I be better off putting um, some dual sport tires on my Versus and taking that, or to take my X, uh, my um, take the DR DRZ 400 DRZ. Take the DRZ. DRZ. Yeah. Yeah. DRZ is not plated though. 
Oh, I can take care of that. Yeah. yeah. A little duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. It's a DRZ. Like the, the the terrain itself wasn't really anything worse than we get at we get at Hollister. Yeah, you know, I mean we got a little bit of everything. Um, so if you if you're able to ride Hollister, you're able to do it. It's just the length and the exhaustion mm-hmm. and pacing yourself. Yeah, it's an, definitely an endurance. Get a challenge. seat concept yeah. seat. Yeah. yeah, I think training's key to that too. Mm-hmm. We had spent the last you know few months beforehand like really trying to go up to oh, Hollister okay. and mm-hmm. really trying to get some miles under our belt, and yeah. I that definitely helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was most of the trail like easy or how often I'd were the say splits? Or? If you're doing the easy splits, it's about the same as doing a green at Hollister. Yeah. Well, how often were the difficulty splits? Or? There was maybe one hard split that you had to take the whole time. Yeah. And well, then you had the option to go. I'd say you, you could go probably 80% of it hard splits. Mm-hmm. Um, 70, 80%. Uh, no, I take that back. 70, 80% of the dirt portion you could go hard split. What the hell is a hard split? Difficulty it's level. A, so you, you're, you're just riding down a trail. You can go left, you can go right. And the roll chart says if you want to take the easy split, the easier terrain, take a left. If you want to take the harder portion, take a right. And then oh, you just... You know, roll. Like, well, I, w- I would take, take the black or take, yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, take the black or take the green. No. So you guys, just so you know, you did inspire me. Doug, you'd be proud. At Hollister yesterday, I, I rode most of it standing up the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. I, oh, I have to say, it telling, totally, huh? the, se- the second day going through, back through Mendocino National Forest, I was like, I could, this would be really fun. Did just you find like, weed out there? smell any weed (laughs) this would be fun to do like it was this is it's not something that you would have to do the sheet iron to do you could go out to any national forest and just right we find some fire trails and go do that um i had a great time the second day it was phenomenal we were on a cow mountain the second day which has has amazing views of uh just clear lake i mean that's a beautiful area i I feel like uh i feel like sunday was probably a little bit easier than saturday as far as like uh the difficulty of like the easy splits um one thing that was different for sunday is i think that pretty much all of it was two-way and that yeah. was something you had to keep in mind is that you, mm-hmm. the whole oh, way see. is two way. I see. Yeah. 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 Technically. Well, I I, I want to do this next year. This sounds really awesome. It was. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys did it. I didn't yeah. know you're all going to do it. And yeah. then Josh went. They're like a bunch of people we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah Proletsky did it on her 990 adventure. With her oh, dad back. She, 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 did oh, she did oh, yeah, Saturday. Oh, she, yeah. She, 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 she never <laughs> She mind. did the cheat iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, are you going to come next year? Heck yeah. You'll say yes to anything. (laughs) I'll do do anything. But you know, it strikes me it's going to be easier manhandling a smaller bike off-road than wrestling a small bike on-road. So if I do it... It's going to be a 250, 350. You're going to be bringing some, like, 1960s British two-stroke. I don't know. (laughs) She's going to bring a John Penton bike. She'll bring bring a hybrid. Well, you know, I'll tell you a story about John Penton. And it's... um, Is this this safe for work? No, it's safe for work. But his career started... He did an off-road race in 1948 on a Harley. Because that's pretty much all there was back then. It was those in BMWs, right? He got bogged down mm, in a right, sand section right. and he said i'm done i can do better than this and that was the last time he ever rode a harley in competition because it was just too big and heavy for that course so you know i watched the penton documentary i know all you that know there. all right. that well, it's I know a great, great documentary for those who haven't seen it where yeah. is it where can you find it 
uh, online. online. But it was exactly. on the interwebs. When they were talking about the big adventure bikes, it made me think of that that uh, Emma was talking about with the old Harleys and BMWs they used to ride through the like the sand barrens and stuff like that. And then Penton and KTM back in the mid 60s made that shift to the really lightweight, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, low displacement bikes with the, you know, the, the, the suspensions and everything. Yeah, lightweight's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, for cool. sure. I, I, I'll start. I'll start practicing for that. And we should, Cindy and Matt, let's go riding sometime and make yeah. it if you hey. show up. Too. Yeah, thanks for uh, I'd like coming to in with and <laughs> talking about yeah. it, guys. So, hey. Guess what time it is, Liza? What time is it, not? It's time for the Craigslist Porn Pick of the Week. Oh, that worked out swimmingly. <laughs> All right, what so you got? What I got was, is... Hold on a second here. All right. Wait, I heard you saying this is the best ever. This is the best ever. Ever. I never think this to be replicated. This is pretty good. This, no, it's pretty. It's probably the best ever. And remember, the, our porn pick is, is the best any bike under $500. Knox got okay. a chub going right yeah, now. Yes, I do. <laughs> it is a 1983 Honda Nighthawk CB650SE in Murrieta, Murrieta, Los Angeles uh, area for 450 bucks. Uh, bought this bike for my son to turn into a cafe racer project bike. <laughs> <laughs> but because of school, clubman bars. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but because of school, we had no time to work on it. It turns, but clutch needs work. Uh, it's not drivable. Uh, needs to be picked up. Has new clutch plates, new master cylinder boot, and put new cock. <laughs> it says I got guess plenty of those pet cock. I guess put new no pet cock, new pod chill. filters, uh, transmission breather filter, new oil change. My lost your gain sold as is. Pink slip in hand. Plates are not current. Uh, Four hundred fifty bucks. Um, it looks like it's in great condition. I'll pass it around here. But it's uh yeah CB six fifty man. Does it say when it was last registered? Um no, that could be an issue. Ooh, the, that's question. a great bike. That's um, <laughs> twin cam, six fifty so, yeah. four cylinder shaft drive, the fastest fury. The great bikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. That is a great find. That's a good bike to wrench on and. And uh, ride. Although that's good, fine. Oh heck the, yeah! If it is out of reg for several years, that could be several hundred dollars that you'd have to pay. Yeah, that. but it's still like an under a grand, you know. Yeah. Sure, it's still pretty sure. decent, I think. Always, oh wow, look at that thing! Just that that offsets the, uh, the the porn pick it's, price. It's sure, sure, a little bit. Good, good find, knock. It's just racer, it's just but. showing that there are deals to be had out there, yeah. and I like the Nighthawk bikes. Yeah. No, Nighthawks are great. Yeah. Isn't this what Nigel bought from Tom? Uh, that was uh, the same. Yeah, that was think, like yeah. hey, around the, the same year. Is that yeah. the one with the hydraulic valve lifters or whatever? Yeah. yeah so you don't remember the fuck with the uh, lashes? Yeah. There was a problem with the cam chain tension on them. Okay. Um, Do they just crap out? Yeah. They just crap out, but yeah. it's an easy fix. You got to um, the lid comes off. You got to pull the exhaust cam. Yeah. And then you just dig your way in through the top. Okay. Like some people put manual tensioners on there, right? You or can't on that one. There's you can't? No, okay. no. There's the, the problem. Mm. The way Honda designed it, it's kind of semi-hydraulic. Yeah. Um, there's like a funnel almost. And it catches oil and it goes into a reservoir so the rod can't back up. Wow. And okay. Yeah, I know. It's That's bizarre. interesting. Yeah, and the cup was too small. So over the years, the rod got bigger, the cup got bigger, so it collected more oil. And the, the later ones were really good. Okay. Um, the tough engine. Yeah. Real nice engine. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, thank so, you. You're welcome. Yeah. Now I'm going to get all hypocritical here right now. <laughs> so um, there's we've been having an issue in the garage lately that I want to address. 
<laughs> Finally. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it wasn't going to talk about Mike. Many of you know that <laughs> I recently sold off a bunch of my bikes. Um, and uh, I just find it very hard. Uh, well, Mike, maybe you can get into this better than I can. Mike, can you can you can you take over? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> so, you know, recently I've been having some issues, you know, in my personal life, um, you know, and it's it's you know it's made me have to look for some outside help. And uh, the place that I found is called Bikeaholics Anonymous. So I've been, I've yes, been, brother. Yeah. So I've been, <laughs> what the fuck? I've been, you know, I've been attending, oh, you know, for for almost two months now, and you know, I had one slip. Um, it wasn't a pink slip either. Holy shit! I need to go to this. So, um, you know, I, I'll Funny just, you, you know, mention. I figured I'd, I'd bring it up and maybe, Set you know, do do a little, yeah. you know, like a little format <laughs> of the meeting that we kind of do that I've been going to. So, yes, because many of you might not know, but uh, Emma and I have also been attending. Kind of on the sneak, you know. As yeah. you know, on, this is anonymous. We haven't talked about it, <laughs> but <laughs> we we both recognize an issue, and we've been seeking out help. Go ahead. Oh yeah, shit! So is is this an intervention? <laughs> it could be. So oh, I mean, basically, God. you know, I'll explain to you what this program is about and what it's done for me. <laughs> and um, you know, this way, you know, basically, what I learned is that, you know, if I'm having an issue and if I can resolve that issue using, you know, they have this. It's a, tw you know. It's it, they call it the the twelve roads to recovery. <laughs> it's based on a twelve step recovery program. So, um, you know, I'll give you the rundown of this, and we can do a little kind of format here. And if you know, if you relate to that, then maybe I can sponsor you and help you to stop buying bikes. Also, Thank you. Um, so you know, if this was the meeting, we would say something like, you know, I would start it off as like, you know, I'm the guy who's running it, and uh, my name's Mike. I'm a bikeaholic. Hi, Hi Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> And thank you. I haven't bought a new bike in about seven weeks. <laughs> you get your seven-week chip. Too. No, I got one more week to go, and I get two months. That's almost 50 days. Exactly. So uh, I'll give you guys the rundown of the uh, the 12 roads. and um, Yes, please. You know, you guys can see if you can relate with any and of these. And you all should pay attention. This has really helped me change my life. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You know, you have no idea the changes that I've made so far. Um, and oil changes, too. Yeah, that's a really... A, you have no idea, so I'll get into it. So the first step, step four. in the uh, 12 Roads of Recovery is admitting that you're powerless over your bike purchases and that your finances are unmanageable. <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with that, because I'm broke. The second step was I came to believe that one bike could restore me to sanity. No, it cannot. <laughs> well, you'll Maybe see. Maybe more than one bike. When we can. get to the twelfth road, you know, you'll see. <laughs> uh, the third step, the third road, was make a decision to turn my garage and weekdays over to one bike, as I understand it. <laughs> Wasn't very difficult. Now this is where it gets really hard. I made a searching and fearless financial inventory of my savings. <laughs> save, save savings? What's that? Exactly. Uh, and the fifth step, you know, this is where you get really close with your sponsor. You admit to yourself, to your garage, and to another biker the exact nature of your purchases. Those are strong words. It really is. They're powerful words. Yes. Uh, the sixth road was uh, I was entirely ready to have bikers remove those bikes from my garage. Nope. And Whoa. The, yeah. Nope. Yeah. And the seventh road was I humbly asked them to take them away. Nope. 
<laughs> that's where the real change happens. Stay away from yeah, my that's, garage. Yeah, that's a hard yeah. one. You know, what do you do with all that space in your garage? You know, you fill it well, with more bikes. <laughs> well, there you go. See, and that's where you need you need help. And uh, so that's when you start working on your bike. You know what I mean? So the eighth step or the eighth road was uh, I made a list of all the bikes I purchased and I found the titles. <laughs> <laughs> Should do that. The ninth road, I made direct sales to such people wherever possible except where to do so would injure that biker. <laughs> Just take that one in. <laughs> Can you repeat that one, Mike? Is that yes. even grammatically correct? Can you repeat that? Absolutely correct. I I just I came this came right out of the Booker's Bible, so the Biker's Bible. Yeah. Uh, the ninth the ninth road was made direct bike sales to such people wherever possible, except where to do so would injure that biker. Oh right, okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the tenth road I sought through wrenching in my garage. To improve my mechanical skills, asking only for valve check knowledge and the ability to get <laughs> to my heads. <laughs> oh my god! And the twelfth road. This is the one that really takes you home, you know, and gets you in love with that one bike. It makes you not really need to have other bikes. Having had a a single bike as a result of these roads, I rode that bike to other bikeaholics and taught them how to wrench. <laughs> That's that was, where you're sponsoring okay. other bikeaholics. No, the 12th one is bullshit because it's not supermoto. That's if it was supermoto, I'd believe it. Maybe. Well, you know. Yeah. It, you know. I agree with that. Generally, people who buy a lot of bikes don't really know how to work on their bike. This so is true. That's kind of the, the idea. So, so if you can, you know, learn to keep your bike running or be uh, efficient at working on it, then you're not going to go out and buy a million bikes. You can just have one bike and love it and know what's going on with it and teach other people how to ride it, you know? Fair it's enough. It's one bikeaholic helping another bikeaholic to one recover bike from bike purchases. to rule them all. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a supermoto. Yep. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, thank you, Mike. Do you, do you have to have a higher power? <laughs> Is your higher power like higher KTM torque and horsepower? <laughs> only when you yeah, have a two-stroke. Higher yeah. power. Yeah, so yeah, we addressed that in the second one. You came to believe that one bike could restore oh, you to sanity. So the one bike is your higher power. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, so as long as you believe in that bike and you you know put your faith in that bike, even when you're on long trips. You know, you'll make it through. You'll pull through. You're not going to be thinking about other bikes while you're riding that bike because you know that bike. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take a turn if I Yeah, may. sure. Does anybody else feel like they might be a bikeaholic? Yes. Here? So, yeah. Hi. I'm proud of it. Hi, Liza. my name is Liza, and I'm a bikeaholic. Hi, Liza. Hi, Liza. Hi, Liza. Hi, Liza. Thank you. Um, I came to the realization that I had to remove the temptation from my life and I personally stopped going on to Craigslist and looking at bike ads worst mistake and ever it's made my life better I've managed I'm proud of you, Liza. to get all of the projects out of my garage I've managed to cull the herd and get it to a more manageable level all that in the last seven how, minutes yeah how long and has it been since you bought <laughs> your last minutes. bike it has been about three months since I bought my last bike. You could sponsor me. <laughs> um, and I have to say, I haven't felt tempted. That's because you have a shit, shit, man. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like I've been cleansed and I'm well, you also more have satisfied. A, but you also have a super duke, Liza. That's her higher power. <laughs> I, do. I do. I want um, your higher power. And I, I'd like to give the floor to others who can also benefit from this. Yes, go ahead. Um, my name is Emma. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Thank you, guys. And 
I haven't made a gratuitous random bike purchase in over 48 hours. <laughs> Good job. And yeah. You, you could well come done. on a new bike, you know what I'm saying? As the, long as you return it when you leave the meeting. One day well, at a time. Um, <laughs> the last bike I bought, which was 48 hours ago, had a Tennessee title. Oh, <laughs> and was not running. Oh. Yeah, and I'm a, just miserable. <laughs> you, you seem to be a wreck. I am. <laughs> well, Liza's got three months now, so she could help you out after the podcast. I I can help you out. Thank you, Liza. Um, is there anyone else here? Oh, I'm a repeat offender. That's the problem. Cat, would you like to take a turn? <laughs> sure. Uh, hi, my name is Cat. Hi, Cat. Hi, Cat. And I'm a bicolic. Um, no, it's been two weeks since I last bought a bike, and then before that, it was about a month and a half, and then before that, it was <laughs> like six months. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. So this, this is good to hear you, Cat. The first step is acknowledging. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, but now I have found my higher power, so hopefully I will be reducing the herd because there's no point in owning a motorcycle that isn't a supermoto. <laughs> so, Wait, I sent you a supermoto Craigslist Do not. the other day. Does that make me an enabler? You are an enabler. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I You're went on shit, Craigslist <laughs> to find parts <laughs> for my current bike and Facebook. ended up buying another bike because the rims were on the ad. And I was like, oh, those are some sick rims. And then I looked at it and it was an ad for a supermoto, which is what I now own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kat, do you feel that you've learned your lesson? No. <laughs> I'm going to keep buying motorcycles just as long as I sell them at the same rate. I'm okay with that. Um, what was number three, Mike? Was it the... Uh, you made a decision to turn your garage and your weekends over to one bike as you understand it. <laughs> what was the one about... Oh, was it number two where you feel like it's going to change your life by buying that other bike? I think you're making up your own I th- roads. I think, yeah. Cat, yeah. what program are you in? I think in? maybe you need to start meeting with us. Uh, I think um, so. I'm too busy moving all my bikes around my garage. Cat, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, this comes from a place of love and care. Yeah. But I am worried about you. We you're only love to you, Cat. That's, like that's what they call a red flag right there. Do you, do you get a weird haircut? <laughs> yeah. You have to wear the buttons and the ties and, yeah, no. Get tracksuits, matching tracksuits. Nighttime is the right time. (laughs) (laughs) Nighttime is the right time. You just uh, show up with your tools and and that one bike. Bagel? Yes? How many scooters do you currently have? Uh, I think it's 12. When was was your last purchase? Over 10 days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Really? 10 days ago? Well, it's not a purchase, though. How many are running? It it was, well, two. Is this a bargaining (laughs) stage? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I did not purchase. But they run good. I acquired a bike. There is a difference. Are you trying to convince me or convince yourself? Did you steal it out of your habit? Is that what's going on? It was given to me for free. Bagel? Yes. For the alcoholic, is there a difference between being given a drink and buying a drink? If you're given Unless a drink, it's, it's a hot less toddy, hurtful right? on your wallet. But um, but my point is, though, that this was a free... He's in denial. No. no, I'm he, sorry. Do you guys hear the denial, denial on his yeah. it, It's a bike that I have the parts to complete it with. I think he needs detox. Bagel? And then I can turn it around 
and sell it. I need you to really listen to what you're saying. Bikes. You know how much a free I bike is worth, this. Bagel? Free? No, you <laughs> should have given you $75 to take it. Bagel, I, I can honestly say yes. myself, and I think many people in this room have ha- had that same logic. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. Well, maybe they just didn't have the right bike. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone willing to be a sponsor for Bagel? I think Knock. What? What are you talking about? I don't got a problem. Knock? Yeah, Knock hasn't bought a bike in a long time. No, he's got, probably the most. got two uh, bikes in over ten years, yeah. man. I'm sorry. I think, I think that's a he's good, got, good he's idea. Got ten years on the road. Knock. So. Thank you, brother, for sponsoring. I haven't, Bagel. I haven't okay. bought a bike. What? I think in over a year. I don't need help. You acquired a Wait a second. Hold the fuck up! I don't need no help. But you know what? Just find on my own. Hold on. He just bought a pocket bike. Yeah. Douglas. Oh, the mini bike. Yeah, that counts. That totally counts. That does not count. That's like the equivalent to crack. Douglas. Yeah, you, you are the you worst of them all. What yeah. this bullshit? Repeat, you, repeat offender. You That's are bullshit. an enabler. Yeah, yeah. You let yes. your girlfriend buy more bikes that <laughs> she does not need. You, in fact, encouraged her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I need you to Every take a look at yourself way. and what oh you are doing. I wish you forgot you about the pocket bike and the CSR. It's been like See, every month that Doug, I've bought Doug a bike in the past eight forgot about months. those too. <laughs> we should verify it with the uh, truck selfies. He's the a horrible. Selfies of those uh, yeah, the it truck is. He, with the bike in the he's back. He's an enabler. Right? Yeah. It's all your fault. Doug's yeah. about to drop the mic and walk <laughs> out of here. I do what I do. Yeah. You gotta I, get I, I chose though. this lifestyle. All right, this lifestyle didn't choose me. You chose this lifestyle. See, it's that's so the great. problem is that you think you chose, but which, which you don't. Let yeah. me just read the first. The first uh, <laughs> you're powerless over here. your bike purchases, and that your finances are unmanageable. <laughs> hey, we managed them stop just it. enough to buy the next hey, bike. If it wasn't this, I'd be doing drugs. Well, it's okay. Yeah. We'd yeah. rather you because you might have more money. <laughs> and hey, I can I can stop maybe anytime you lose I want. Some weight too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm wasting away over here. Came to believe that one bike could restore you to. Sanity, Doug. That's the one. No, it's the next one that's going to restore my sanity. <laughs> right. The next one is the one. No, the correct have, amount of bikes you know, is just one more. One bike's too many. A thousand's never enough. Yeah, what right? about N plus one? Thousand and one. Listen, yeah. hello. You, you need to make a decision to turn. Evil people created N plus one. Let me tell you. It's a magical formula. And weekdays over to one people bike, as you understand. People who sell it. bikes on Craigslist created N plus one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have a problem, and we need to support each other. Yeah, yes. sure. Don't be enablers. Don't send Craigslist ads to each other. Don't browse the Craigslist porn. You want to hear? Let me tell you something. You want to recycle page? It's Yo, just shit, for parts. Listen, Liza, shit just, just got parts. real awkward in here because there's mad people just got real quiet because they didn't want to. Because like they were like, I hope they don't say anything about me because like you know they want to laugh and joke around but they don't want to get serious about their issues. <laughs> but I will say it's okay if everyone wants to buy a dual sport for this. Yeah, the everybody get right? dual yeah, sport. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden the peanut crowd became five, one. Five peanut. minutes after she's making yeah. plans to. Oh, yeah, I bought see, four bikes in the last year. I got my shit tight. Liza, you know, the the thing that I have a problem with about this whole thing is that this is this is so monocyclically oriented. Denial. I can't hear you over all the scooters that you own. People who are polycyclic just can't be satisfied with one bike. Bagel, you need to realize how deep in you are. Yeah. Don't listen, Bagel. Yeah, he's don't so far down. starting to sound bike. like a certain religious I can, uh, I can swim out of this organization. Don't worry. Look, that don't I, worry. Bagel is so down the rabbit hole. lost right now. I'm you are lost. He's bagel. balls deep in that You know, scooter. I have to say, going into this, I was worried about Cat. She was my biggest concern because she just bought a bike and then she keeps looking at more bikes. And we've all done it. Where after you buy a bike, you keep searching and you keep 
finding temptation. I haven't but, been on Craigslist in like eight hours. Bagel, I'm realizing you are the real victim here. The yeah. victim of your own doing. Yeah, who's a sleeper? How am I a victim? <laughs> I'm taking care of these Man's poor guys. That's, that's, Man, exactly, that been that's exactly what a victim says. Yeah. I'm right. taking care of Yeah, them. you're so, like the person that you thought you saved the bike from. <laughs> I think let's just start being supportive. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, I would love to hear from you if you think you are a bikeaholic. Yeah. And if you would like access to these 12 roads to... What did you say? Twelve roads to to recover to, to being lame. To redemption. There is a thirteenth yeah, road. The thirteenth road is by the bike anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't want to go there. All right, thank you, brother, for that. I think this meeting is adjourned. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. Um, so I wanted to make some announcements for again for those who didn't hear last week. Announcements. Next week, June twelfth. Uh, Ride with Norman Reedus will be premiering and if for anyone who's in the Santa Cruz area who would like to come mm-hmm. join us we'll be at the KC Sports Bar meeting at 6.30 the sh- movie starts at 7 um, and we're going to be showing a little something beforehand a little surprise that we've been working dun, 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 dun. <laughs> 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 he couldn't is, contain himself I maybe we should have a BA meeting before that um <laughs> But yeah, so everyone watch Ride with Norman Reedus. Excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to throw out, um, I know we have some uh, upcoming rallies, but I want to say, hey, um, the Hollister rally is coming up July 1st through 3rd. It's a great day to go to Hollister uh, and ride dirt because there's nobody there. During the rally? Yeah. Because aren't they next door at the next park yeah, over? There's yeah. The, the, so, I went there, it was it was 4th of July yeah. or something one year. Mm-hmm. And well, there, we saw one one bike. Here's what I'm pitching for all you misfits in the room. Um, July 1st, uh, no, July 2nd is a Saturday. And I'm saying, hey, let's go to the rally on Saturday for those who want to come. It's more of a, a Harley-type rally, but there's a lot of fun stuff. There's vendor booths, there's stunt riders, the Wall of Death, What is like that? There's an actual Wall of Death? Death? Oh, yeah. Wall there's of Death, a lot of cool shit to see. Yeah. Cool. They are take you, over yeah, the whole I'm, I'm downtown. For are you, are you allowed to ride it as like a regular person? Do you have to be no, like no, a no, fucking no, no, performer? No, no, no. Yes, you'd be. Only if you're That's guy bullshit, Martin. bullshit, man. I want to ride You don't ask for permission, Knock. Ask for forgiveness, man. And then on July 3rd, which is a Sunday, I'm saying, hey, let's hang out in the garage door thing. And then July 4th, maybe that's when we do our annual Hollister dirt biking. That'd be a, that'd be a Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, the 4th. Totally. I thought that would be a super fun weekend. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm um, down and, for that. And, you know, I know people say that we hardly bash and stuff. and um, But this is a good thing to come experience and to really get a good idea of what we're bashing and why going to an event like this. <laughs> we're really going to enforce the other idea. Come on. Come on. Oh, stop it. They're supposed to have a new promoter this year, and they're, everyone's real excited about the rally. It's supposed to be, I don't know, whatever, more better than before. And then, it's Doug, what vampire rally? Uh, it's the 22nd annual Vampires MC Santa Cruz chapter uh, annual rally. That's going to be kicking off uh, 7 p.m. Friday on June 10th at Cafe Pergolesi, downtown Santa Cruz. That's going to be the totally street legal and law-abiding um, <laughs> hooligan ride. Um, it's not a hooligan ride. It's not a hooligan ride, right. Uh, and then we're going to be meeting at <laughs> at uh, Endpoint for dinner and drinks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then there's free camping uh, Friday night and Saturday night at 
Liza's uh, backyard. At Big Sur. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Big Sur. Uh, Big Basin. Big Basin. Yeah. I don't know shit. Uh, and then there's a uh, Saturday ride, I believe, uh, we're meeting at like 10 or 11. 11. Uh, 11 at uh, Cafe Pergolesi again, and that's going to be um, either a spirited ride or a chill ride. There's probably going to be two or three groups that are going to be led out, and you can ride which whatever skill level you want to. All types of bikes. All types of bikes, all types of riders, uh, men, women. Uh, children. Uh, children. No children yet. Yeah, <laughs> aliens and dogs and stuff. Charlie's coming. Uh, and then there'll be a barbecue back at Big Basin <laughs> after the Saturday ride. And then there'll be uh, Stupid Human Tricks on Saturday night at the campground. We got a doozy this year. It's going to be fun. Oh, and we'll have the new chariots ready by then, we'll, too. Yeah, I, that's I not a good place no? for that. No. Um, yeah, and then Sunday we're going to be packing up and then we'll be doing our ride with Norman Reedus thing. Yes. Can, yeah, we, can we, can we awesome. do dirt uh, chariots next week? Uh, 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 flat you might as well just like put yourself track. off a cliff at that point. No, no, no. no. Gorilla Jesus. flat track. Can we do that next oh. week? Can we get the other, the new uh, chariots ready. It's not gorilla if you plan it. Uh. <laughs> well, let's let's. Well, it's not gorilla in that it. the person whose property we're doing on doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's gorilla. <laughs> they didn't plan for that. Um, yeah, why don't you put that together? Um, and then I want to say that um, Nock and I are going to be at the AMA Vintage Days in Mid-Ohio, and that's going to be uh, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to be with the Cleveland Moto guys. Yeah. So um, Big Phil. Uncle Phil hooked us up with some tickets. Thank you, Phil. Yes. That was killer. Um, oh, the Wall of Death is going to be there, too. And oh. I heard that KTM's going to be doing test rides. So oh, it's shit. No shit. What oh, are yeah. you going to oh, yeah. test Wait, I think Phil's, Phil's wife is coming mm. out here when you guys are going to be there. I think you guys should be getting ready for some real partying because he sent in there <laughs> for a reason. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm thinking about we need to arrange some sort of a meetup for listeners and they can have a twofer with us and the Maybe, Moto uh, guys. We're going to be in the goddamn short bus. I think they're taking a short bus with Dana there. Bus, yeah. He sent Chris sing, uh, sing See Me? Yeah, he's up in Wisconsin. Is that close by? Not really. <laughs> but I'm sure he'd come out and meet up with you guys. He's got a fast bike. I'm going to be in Wisconsin <laughs> in August. Like an hour. quick as fuck, yeah. Ooh. Chris, can you put Douglas on your bike? Yeah, I'm going to be in uh, at Elkhart Rake watching uh, Le Mans races. I require pictures of Douglas on your bike, Chris. I'm calling you out right now. Yeah, she's I never. After that, she's never gonna look at your bike the same. He's like, he's like, meh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> uh, I can't remember where he's at, but maybe, maybe we can meet up for a, a beer or whatever. I don't know. And a poke. <laughs> a poke. And a <laughs> only if I'm there. And a you know eight second run down the quarter mile. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then um, lastly, I have a great email. Oh, this is I so good. Share. This is so good. All right. So this is from Keith. Um, says, hey, Misfits, I've been listening to your podcast for nearly two and a half years religiously, and I consider you all to be my motorcycle family. The funny part is that while I feel I know all of you and we're so close, none of you know me. So here's my story and why it relates to all of you. Can I borrow some money for a new bike? I grew up riding dirt bikes as a kid, but when my dad moved on to big adventure bikes, he rides a GS1100, I lost interest. They were tall and I couldn't get comfortable on them. My sister, however, moved to uh, a Ninja 500. I've ridden a couple times, yes. but it's not my cup of tea. My cousin rides a cruiser, but that didn't fit me either. Um, he says, I'm, you know, five foot nine. I should be able to ride just about anything. But after trying all these, I had given up on motorcycles. 
Two and a half years ago, I stumbled, I literally tripped over a 1975 Yamaha RD350. It was in a shed at my in-law's place. I stepped over the seat and had finally found my bike. Yeah. I live in southwest Missouri, and the Cafe Racer Street Tracker Vintage Bike Hipster Scene hasn't landed here yet. Oh, good. So I had no <laughs> idea what could be done with this bike or what label would be attached to it. I just knew I wanted to ride it. So I took it home for free and started doing research. The first podcast I listened to was yours, and all I remember is hearing Liza say, the first bike a person should get should never be a vintage bike. <laughs> <laughs> They're nothing but problems. Then someone else spoke up and said something like, especially not a two-stroke. <laughs> <laughs> the carbs are hard to tune, and the whole engine will probably need a top end every couple thousand miles. I was standing in my garage listening to the podcast and holding a wrench in one hand. <laughs> and and the, rusty, the rusty front fender in the other other thinking, fuck those guys, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yes. Please fuck us. Please fuck us. Thank you. Over the next couple of years, just a little money here and a little there, a lot of patience, a ton of research and learning, and a few podcasts, we have a running motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Congratulations, You all have become some of my greatest critics. Don't start with a vintage bike. Don't run old two-strokes much maintenance, too much maintenance. And some of my best help. Clean the carbs, then do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. If Mike can fix pumpkin, then anybody can fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is true. Yes, it is. Yes. So he says, uh, anytime I've worked on the bike, I either listen to the Misfits or the Cleveland Moto Guys. Rad. You all have been there for every bolt and screw, and I can't say thanks enough. When I would get discouraged and tired listening to to you all and hearing the special guests that battled through all they did just drove me to finish my project. All the right, reason man. I'm writing you now, insert air horn noise here. <laughs> <laughs> frame and rebuilt everything piece yeah, by piece job, after not seeing the road for 35 years today i rode it for eight miles Fucking it a. starts on the third kick aisle smooth and runs like crazy i finally found my bike They're Dude. And thanks to all of you for showing me an awesome motorcycle family. That's rad. That's yeah. You never, awesome. yeah, that's the one thing that anybody completes a project like that is it teaches you never give up. And right. All and gotta, just got to keep going. And all I got to say about that is... <laughs> so in other news, don't listen to us. We Wait, don't know what the yeah, fuck yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> did he write this whole email and not send a picture? P.S. He did two pictures. Have you ever noticed... That when Cat agrees with something, someone says she actually sounds like a cat meowing. I chuckle every time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Cat? Meow. Then <laughs> 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 she's uh, turning red. It is sunburn. Never mind. He sent some pictures, and it is. I think it's sweet, man. Oh, looks good. That is wow. beautiful. Yes, very cool. How Good long job. is it going to take him? Factory, how long man. will it take him to ride here on the back roads? About <laughs> uh, <laughs> three top ends. <laughs> <laughs> Not long when he borrows his dad's uh, GS. So congratulations, Keith. Yeah, that was amazing. Good on you, buddy. Nicely done. Way so those are the kind of emails I love, and yeah, I, I would great. love for more people to share stuff like that. Um, that did was the, really Did the cool. emails warm yeah. your heart? It warmed my cockles. The cockles <laughs> of your wow. heart. Okay. We're getting <laughs> intimate. Can we uh, just touch on what we did this morning? Uh, yes. Go for it. We rode motorcycles. We did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, did we? It was a 
We right. rode in the Santa Cruz Gay Pride oh, yeah. today. Oh, yes, we did. It's that time of year. And um, I have to say, I was probably most impressed with Douglas, who somehow managed to fit into Kat's booty shorts. I'm saying, <laughs> I know he's used to getting his hands into her shorts, but getting his ass into it was a whole other thing. You should have seen me last night. I was uh, I was home alone, and I was like cutting up my boxers because they were showing and everything. And then I was like, wait, maybe Kat has some boy shorts here. Yeah. Sure enough. How much Crisco did I'm, you use? I'm listening. I'm reading these messages as he's going through this emotional journey of getting into my booty shorts. And he's like, no, I can't. And then I'm like, yes, you can. He's like, yes, I can. Wait, do you have boy shorts? Dude, I did it last year. You know what I'm saying? You had to do it. No, dude. No, these your are shorts had nothing level. on mine. I don't know. His your your village people shorts, Mike. Last year were <laughs> yeah. sweet, dude. Those were spot on. My nuts fell out. All you need was <laughs> construction. You gotta wear girl boy short undies. That's it crossing keeps the your line right in. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tucked my nuts in the pocket, and then the pocket <laughs> fell out. <laughs> I didn't know what to do after that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then my phone started fucking vibrating. I was like, yeah, Whoa, it was a hey, whole thing. Welcome to being a girl. Sounds nice. Hello. Yeah. I think on that note, I think this is the place to end. Did you tuck your nuts in there like you were putting your wallet back in your Yeah, and then the thing, because you know how the pocket folls down, but my nuts are in it next to my phone. Girl pockets on top of it, and girl pockets are useless for holding anything. You need the elephant trunk mic because it's got the ears. I love being a dude. I tell you what. That not hide anything in case you're under that See, look at these shorts, man. Hey, Megan, have you, have, you, have you lost your skills? Look at that onesie. Can you tell people how to I reach us? I don't remember. I don't know the phone number. We got wait, that. Wait. Okay. Hold on. When, on, I, was, hold on. when yeah. I was riding down the road, some guy stuck his head out the window and said, hey, what's up? I found Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. You look like I Waldo. That's what he said to me. We all dressed ridiculously. But for like yes, the next three minutes, I had like all these comebacks. I didn't want to turn the bike around and go and be like, you know what I'm saying? Tell him what I thought about what he said. But You want to fight this guy like in his Waldo outfit. Waldo's going to kick your ass. Yes, I've been like, yo, wait till Waldo takes this outfit off. You know what I'm saying? I'll take this fucking sock puppet up your ass. <laughs> hang out to that's why I do that. <laughs> yeah. right. Megan, me if someone wants minutes. to reach us, how can they do so? <laughs> you can email us at recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook, like us on iTunes, like us on SoundCloud, and YouTube. you can call us at 831-291-5112. And... The place to go is motorcyclesandmisfits.com. We've got shirts for sale. Um, You can find the link to our YouTube page where Mike's been putting up great videos. Another one today, answering listeners' questions. And you can also go there if you would like to help support us um, through Patreon. You can do that as well. So I think think that's wrapping up. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for for listening, listening, guys. Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun doing this. And go ahead and send in those emails and voicemails. We love it. Yeah, we love emails like that. Uh, letting you know that, uh, you know, uh, people we're are doing affecting things. people's lives and yeah, shit. It's kind of weird. It's, yeah, it's weird, but we're, it's fucking cool. We're inspiring people to like, get their shit fixed in spite of our yeah. bad advice. Well, you're inspiring us to keep doing this <laughs> continually. So, thank exactly. you. So, on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. This is Liza. Charlie. Bagel. This is Doc. Matt. Cindy. Megan. Emma, Mike, Douglas, Meow, Naked Jimmy, John Dalton, Isaac, Clay, and we are out of here. Cool.